Hello Pittsburgh Steeler fans out there in Steeler Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pittsburgh, a voice from across the pond. I'm your host Owen, the Macamienza. Um, loving my Pittsburgh Steelers, loving last night. Um, really enjoying the game, another heart attack kids game. Typical Steelers performance. Um, I want to start this episode a little bit differently however tonight. Um, it's tonight over here in England at the moment. It's just coming up for half past eight here in England. Um, making that about what half past three over there in Pittsburgh, PA. Um, just want to start off by paying tribute to my grandfather who passed away last night uh, at the age of 98. My grandfather, um, Gordon Pybus, was uh, a navigator um, in World War II on Avro Lancaster bombers. Um, for Bomber Command, every night would fly over Germany um, and over the uh, Axis power areas to deliver bombing raids to help us win World War Two. Every night putting his life at risk for our country to give us the freedoms that we have today. As well as being my grandfather, that is, obviously. So I just want to pay tribute to him. Uh, rest in peace, Grandpa. Fly high. Okay, so back to our usual programming, back to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, obviously, this is my media platform, Pittsburgh, a voice from across the pond, uh, working as hard as I possibly can to push my media platform forward. Um, really growing, thanks to everyone out there who has supported me, everyone out there who has said good things, uh, has you know really pushed me to do my very best work here. Obviously, uh, currently sitting at 690 followers on Twitter. So if you still haven't followed me on Twitter, please do. It's at E-Steeler Nation, Britsburg Owen on Twitter. I'm always posting content on there, whether it be news, views, or just general Steelers spam. Always good. Uh, Facebook, I'm Britsburg Owen David. Feel free to send me a friend request if you are part of Steeler Nation. I'm happy to chat Steelers with anyone out there in Steeler Nation, as long as you are a Steelers fan, of course. Uh, please ask to join my group. Britsburg, a voice from across the pond again, group packed with news, views, members posts, uh, coming up to 260 members there on Facebook, um, including some members from Behind the Steel Curtain, uh, Locked On Steelers podcast as well. Um, also Instagram, they're sitting at 204 followers now on Instagram, Britsburg Owen, please feel free to follow me on there, um, just follow away, uh, it's not a restricted account, and obviously podcasts here on Spotify, Google and Anchor, my YouTube channel which I still need to do a lot of work on, I've got, um, need to go sort a lot of that out yet, so my YouTube channel is still in its infancy but will be coming more online as 2022 progresses, so please feel free to support my media platform, uh, follow what you want, like pictures, ask to join groups and come on board, especially if you're part of Steeler Nation, the biggest, best family in the world. So Steeler Nation, what a night in Baltimore. You know, American athlete Gail Devers once said, Keep your dreams alive. Understand to achieve anything, you have to have belief in your own abilities. Vision, use vision, hard work, determination, and dedication. Remember, anything is possible for those who believe. And last night, the Pittsburgh Steelers certainly believed. Certainly went out there and showed their true metal showed that they were Pittsburgh Steelers to the core. You know, say what you want about one thing about this team this season. Yes, it hasn't been pretty at times. Yes, it's been hard work. 
but can you deny that they've ever can you deny they've this they don't quit they fight and they fought all the way to the end and whilst the media critics and some of the fans even haven't believed in them this year they haven't stopped believing in themselves mm-hmm. believing in their own abilities to fight till the end and get to their ultimate target of getting in the playoffs this year i think a lot of that has to come down to um, coach tomlin if you listen to other franchises other uh, media platforms uh, especially to media platforms and other teams you know pittsburgh steelers Fans need to realise how lucky we are to have a coach like Mike Tomlin. Lots of franchises out there would kill to have someone like Mike Tomlin um, as their coach. You know, I think really this year, you know, he has overachieved with the roster that he has had. I mean, if you think about it, right, we have had the toughest schedule in the NFL. We have played some of the very best teams this year in the NFL, like the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, for example, and we've still managed to reach the playoffs. We've had a really rough schedule. Not only that, but we've also suffered from lots of tough injuries. We've had a whole season without one of our key members of our defensive line, Stefan Tuitt. We've had, uh, we lost Tyson Alualu in game two. And have not had him for the rest of this season. We've lost Juju Smith-Schuster. And then not only that, but throughout the season, we've lost several key players for several key games. People forget that TJ has played only 15 games this season. And of those 15 games, it's only about 13 that he's played all of the games. He's been pulled out of games through injury. So not only that, we've lost TJ. We've lost Joe Hayden at several times. Minka against the Vikings. Ben Roethlisberger against the Detroit Lions. You know, make no mistake, if Ben Roethlisberger had been playing in that game versus the Lions, we would not have tied that game. and We would not have been sitting in the position we were yesterday. We would have won the game against the Lions. I firmly believe that if Ben had started. You know, Mason is, is, is a backup. That's all he is. He's a backup. And yes, he came in late. Yes, he didn't have the prep time. But still, you put Ben in there against the Lions, we win that game. Easy. Simple as. You know, Ben makes such a difference. So, for me, Mike Tomlin deserves a massive, massive amount of respect for what he has achieved this season. You know, Mike's record is right up there with the very best. You know, he's the fifth fastest in NFL history to get to 150 wins. With some great names up there like Curly Lambeau and George Hallas. Um, not only that, but he's been our coach now for 15 years and has not had one single losing season and people say oh well you know 15 non-losing seasons big wow we've only he's only won one super bowl well you tell me then you tell me other than bill belichick and tom coughlin in the last 20 years who has won more than one super bowl so by that logic is andy reed not a good coach is sean payton not a good coach is Mike McCarthy not a good coach? All these people have only won one Super Bowl as well. Tom Coughlin won two with the Giants, beating the Patriots. Well done, Tom. Both times. And Bill Belichick had Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski. Players of that calibre. And he won the Patriots so put six Super Bowls. But other than those two, has anyone else won more than one Super Bowl? And the answer is no. If you compare Tomlin's playoff record with the likes of Andy Reid, Sean Payton... Even Bill Belichick, they compare. Yes, we haven't been so successful in the last few years, but you cannot win a Lombardi trophy every single year. There are some strong teams out there in the NFL. Pittsburgh 
is a fantastic franchise. It is the best franchise in the world. I love my Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, I have the same love for my Pittsburgh Steelers as I have for, for so many things. You know, only my family um, comes before my Pittsburgh Steelers in terms of my love for them. But we don't have a divine right to win. We don't have a divine right to win playoff games and we don't have a divine right to win Lombardies. Lombardies and playoff wins are earned. Okay? And, like I said, only Tom Coughlin with two and Bill Belichick with six have won more Super Bowls in the last 20 years than Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin has won the same number of Super Bowls as Sean Payton, same number of Super Bowls as Mike McCarthy, same number of Super Bowls as Andy Reid. You know, he's been to two, he's won one. 50% 50% success rate. Who knows what's going to happen this year? Yes, people say we're not good enough to go any further. But you know, once you get into that big dance, who knows what's going to happen? Once you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. And if you look at Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl wins in previous years, certainly in the 2000s, it's come after seasons that haven't been, well, haven't been the best seasons. Okay, the team with the best record doesn't always win the Super Bowl. Let's face it, New England Patriots went undefeated in a season and still didn't win the Super Bowl. So, Mike Tomlin deserves the biggest amount of respect for what he's achieved this year. You know, career-wise, Mike Tomlin has a great percentage of uh, 6.643. He has 134 games, lost 85 and drawn 2. You know, a fantastic record there. He... um, Obviously, he's a two-time AFC champion. His, you know, his winning percentage compares with Peyton at 6.631, Andy Reid at 6.633 even, Bill Belichick's at 0.671, only a little bit higher than Andy Reid, and Tom Coughlin, who I mentioned before, obviously two-time Super Bowl champion, Tom Coughlin, is at 0.531. Um, you know, this season as well, let's look at those good points. Against the AFC North, we're four, two, and zero. Yes, we lost two games to the Bengals, but we swept the Ratbirds, we swept the Browns. What a feeling! What an end to Ben's career. Sweeping the Clowns, sweeping the Ratbirds. Great performances from um, the Steelers in those divisional games. And four, two, and zero oh in the season against our own division, a very tough division, is a great record. Nine, seven, and one as well on the season, which easily could have been ten at seven and zero oh, had Ben been playing in that Lions game. You know the teams we've lost to this season. If you look at the teams we've lost to this season, we've lost to the Bengals twice, who won the division. We lost to the Packers, who've got the best record in the NFC. We lost to the Chargers. Okay, the Chargers didn't get to the um, postseason, but we were in contention right up to the very end. We lost to the Raiders at the start of the season when they were on an absolute tear. And the Raiders have got to the postseason. We lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, who won the West and have the second best record in the AFC. Okay, the only team obviously that we um, lost to with a losing record was the Minnesota Vikings, who obviously parted company with their coach Mike Zimmer today. Um, but you know, in terms of that, look at the teams we lost to. You know, this has been a really tough year. What a tough schedule. And we've won some games that people probably wouldn't think we had a hope in hell of winning. You know, going to Cleveland and winning. Cleveland, who were talked about, has this been their year? You know, Cleveland are probably the most overhyped, overtalked team in the NFL. They were talked about as being Super Bowl champions this year. And yet, they finished with a losing record. And we swept them this year. And we went to Cleveland, to that horrible stadium with that horrible pound. And we beat them. We beat the Tennessee Titans. We beat the Buffalo Bills. We've beaten some really good teams this year. And again, that's down to the coaching of Mike Tomlin. 
You know, if you look at the record, the collective record, counting putting all the wins and losses together for our opponents this season, it would stand at 125, 113 and 0. Um, one, sorry, and one, the Lions one, sorry. Um, so, you know, it's a different, it's, we've had the hardest schedule. That's been wildly, you know, said since the start of the season, that we have the toughest schedule in the NFL. Yet, with all those injuries, all those players lost in free agency because of the cap, all those setbacks we've had this year, Mike Tomlin has still got the Pittsburgh Steelers to a winning record and still got us into the playoffs which is a remarkable performance in anyone's book. I love Coach Tomlin. He is an awesome coach. You know, those people out there that want him sacked, want him gone, for who? For what? He's one of the best coaches in NFL history. You know, if you look at our coaches, we thrive well on the fact that we have a stable franchise that doesn't get rid of its coaches at the drop of a hat. We've only had Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and now Mike Tomlin since the 1960s. That's how stable this franchise is. That's how successful this franchise is. Every year, there's 15 years that Mike has been in charge. He's put us in with a chance of winning, a chance of being having a winning record, a chance of getting to the postseason. That's even 2019 when we lost Ben Roethlisberger for the entire season and he had Mason Rudolph and Devlin Duck Hodges as his quarterback. He still posted an 8-8 eight and eight record and had us in contention for the playoffs right up until the very end. Coach Tomlin can work miracles. He can make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Let's not remember this team this year hasn't been a great team. Okay, The players that we have probably don't compare with some of the best franchises in the NFL, but Coach Tomlin has got us to compare with some of the best franchises in the NFL through his coaching, his preparation, his motivation, and the coach that he is. And I have massive respect for him and no time for those out there in Steeler Nation who want him gone. So well done, Mike Tomlin, on getting us to the postseason. Thank you for your hard work and your efforts. The standard is the standard, bro. Always is, always has been, always will be. So let's look back on that game yesterday. That game that went to overtime. That heart attack game yet again. The dream, Steeler Nation, is still alive. Thank goodness. We get another week of football. Thank goodness. Let's face it. Who'd want to sit if tomorrow had been the last, if yesterday had been the last game? And no, no more Steelers football until September. August, September time, August the pre-season and September for actual season time. It would have been awful, wouldn't it, Steelers fans out there? If this had been our final game and there'd been no more football, Ben has a chance to go out at the very top still. Ben is still on that final ride. He's still got every chance of going out there and shocking the Chiefs. You know what they say? They say that, obviously... That we're coming up now for revenge time against the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, the best revenge is massive success, and we're hoping that massive success comes next Sunday against the Chiefs. If we look back upon the game yesterday and look back at some of the stats, some of the key moments from that game yesterday, well, I was proud of my Steelers yesterday again, proud that they fought and they battled in that interdivisional game. In that Divisional game against the AFC North rival Baltimore Ratbirds. As Mike Tomlin said, okay, football in the kitchen, it's hot in the kitchen, and AFC North ball is in the kitchen, and it was yesterday. A real heart stopping game, a real battle game, a real attritional game, a war between two teams who, whilst they despise each other, 
respect each other. The two best teams in the AFC North in recent years, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. And we went out there and we beat them for the second time this year. We swept the Ratbirds. Okay, Lamar Jackson wasn't playing, but we'd beaten Lamar already. Yes, they've got injuries, but you can only beat what's out there in front of you. So, let's have a look at it. Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. Yesterday, 44 attempts, 30 completions, 244 yards, one interception and one touchdown pass. You know, yes, Ben didn't have the best of games yesterday and <laughs> struggled a little bit. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he went out there and he battled. He brought us back. There's very few people out there who could have done what Ben did in terms of the game. You know, Ben is a gunslinger. He's a hero. He's our leader. He's been our leader for 18 years now um, and more than proved himself as being one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Let's look at, you know, the fact that some of his passes into one yard windows, some of his passes, you know, were just extremely accurate and fantastic, showing that, you know, Ben is still up there with the best out there around. In terms of rushing, rushing was a little bit disappointing yesterday, but we've got to remember that Baltimore Ravens do have the best rushing defense in the NFL at present. Uh, we obviously only totaled 79 yards in total. Of that, that breaks down to Chase Claypool, three rushes for 33 yards, which is pretty impressive, at 11 yards a carry. Um, Najee Harris, 11 uh, attempts, 28 yards, average of two and a half yards. But obviously Najee went out of the game in the first half with an, uh, what looked a pretty nasty elbow injury. Um, and it really showed how dependent we are on um, Najee for our offense to work and to, and, to, and to function. You know, Najee has become an absolutely critical member of our of, of our offense, you know, our offense works so much better when he's in the game and there's no other Pittsburgh Steeler back can do what he does, both as a threat on the run and the and on the pass. And when he came back into the game in the fourth quarter of an overtime, he certainly made a difference. You know, that 14-yard run, for example, in overtime to help set up the Chris Boswell winning field goal. You know, Najee has been absolutely phenomenal this year. Over a 1,000 yards rushing. Uh, more touches than any other rookie in the NFL. No fumbles, not one single fumble from a rookie in his first year in the NFL. That's absolutely fantastic. You know, he's the sort of player that we can really build, go on now to build the offense at this franchise around. And whoever comes in as quarterback next year is very going to be very lucky to have someone like Najee coming out of the backfield, running the ball, but catching and catching the ball as well. A real weapon. You know, I've been so pleased and proud of what Najee has achieved this year with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, certainly Ben is as well. Ben's talked about being proud of Najee and proud of what Najee's achieved this year. Uh, Benny Snell um, as well. Yesterday, 12 carries for 22 yards. Uh, Kalen Ballage had one carry for zero yards and obviously Ben three for minus four yards, but they were the kneel downs at the end of the game. So the rushing um, offense wasn't quite as impressive as it had been in the Cleveland game, but we've got to remember the difference, obviously, in what we were facing out there. The Ravens obviously have one of the best rushing defenses in the whole of the NFL. Uh, where the Ravens are slightly weaker, obviously, is on the pass, and we use that to our full advantage um, 
on Sunday by spreading it around our receivers. You know, all the receivers um, put their hand in the air and said, yes, I'm part of this. I want to, I want a part of this. I want to show myself uh, to be a good Pittsburgh Steeler receiver. Let's break it down. So of that, we had Pat Framuth, six receptions for 63 yards, an average of 8.8 yards. Um, again, Pat, decent game, good player. Love what Pat's achieved this year in the regular season. Again, he's just a rookie, but he, he has the potential to be, I think, one of the best NFL tight ends, as well as being an absolute franchise legend for a very long time to come. Deontay Johnson was seven receptions for 51 yards, giving him an average of 7.3 yards per carry. Um, then we've got uh, Zach Gentry, who had a decent game yesterday, including having the longest reception. Um, Zach Gentry, four receptions for uh, 39 yards, averaging 9.8 yards per carry. Chase Claypool, three receptions for 37 yards, average of 7.4, and the touchdown when he ran that nice slant route across to catch the ball to go into the end zone untouched for our um, only offensive touchdown. Ray Ray McLeod, four receptions for 37 yards, 9.2 average, including some very nice conversions on third and fourth down. Um, also some ugly conversions, but they're all, they all count at the end of the day. Um, and then you've got Najee Harris, four receptions for 27 yards, averaging around about 6.8 yards per reception, including a very nice one-handed catch as well. So a pretty impressive performance from our pass catchers. Um, going deep, spreading it around, all getting involved in the game, all totaling up those receiving yards. So, looking at that then, um, obviously as well, what's impressive of that is the fact that we um, didn't have Juju Smith-Schuster either. And then on the other side of the ball, of course, we've got the uh, Steelers defence who... Uh, held the Ravens offense at his 13 points yesterday. Uh, Cam Hayward had his usual amazing game. Cam's had a fantastic year. I think if it hadn't been for TJ having uh, a sack, NFL sack lead tying year, then um, I think many people would have been more talkative around the around Cam Hayward. Uh, Cam yesterday, six tackles, um, one sack, taking him to 10 sacks on the year. Um, his rear career career year. I mean, not just with the stats, just in terms of the presence of Cam. And when you consider that, obviously, he's played much of the season with no Tyson Aloualo, no Stefan to it. Um, it really does show a more impressive how impressive he has been as uh, a Pittsburgh Steelers defenseman this year. Um, really led the line, really set the tone, a tone setter um, quality. The only word to describe Cam is just quality. Um, along with that, um, Minka, five tackle, five solo tackles, one assisted tackle. Um, Cam Sutton, five tackles, and that key interception. Of course, more of that in a bit. Um, and we've got, obviously, as well, TJ with three uh, tackles, two solo tackles, a sack, one pass defense, one quarterback hit. That took him to 148 quarterback hits career-wise in Pittsburgh, um, which is absolutely awesome. Um, along with that as well, we, we had um, quality performances as well. Chris Wormley, four tackles, two assisted tackles and a sack. Um, Chris Wormley, who's filled in uh, very successfully this season for uh, Tyson Adoalu. Um, we need to show hopefully if we can get Tyson and Stefan back next year with Cam's Tyson and Stefan and then Chris Wormley as a first uh, replacement coming in it shows and um, obviously if we can hold on to Montrevious Adams as well 
it really does show uh, good depth there for next season um, and things do bode well uh, for 2022. Um, Terrell Edmonds, of course, with a key interception. Uh, Terrell had another good game, um, really tracking Mark Andrews um, and really keeping Mark Andrews quiet. You know, yes, Mark Andrews had some um, receptions and was the leading reception reception getter for the Ravens but if you look at the majority of his plays his, his receptions and his big plays it was when he was being covered by Arthur Morlett not Terrell Edmonds um, so Terrell Edmonds yeah big respect he really came up big again yesterday uh, in keeping quiet one of the Ravens key defensive weapons in Mark Andrews uh, the Boz, as usual, the Wizard of Boz, three for three, including the game-winning field goal in overtime. You know, Boz has just been immense this year. Um, you know, ninety percent success rate this season. Thirty-six out of forty kicks this season he has hit. He, I mean, was anyone out there in this nation honestly panicking when it came down to that game-winning field goal from the from the Boz? He just is the man, isn't he? He just he is Mister Automatic, Mister Money in the Bank. He just does not miss. Um, Bars has been immense for us this year. Um, absolutely immense. Can't say enough positive things about uh, about, about the Wizard of Bars. He is the best kicker in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, Presley Harvin had eight punts uh, for 298 yards, averaging 37.3 yards in his first game back after the loss of his father. Um, obviously, I sympathise massively with Presley um, at the loss of his dad, loss of any family members. I'm finding out for myself at the moment it is very tough. Um, but on a pure game side of things, Presley Harvin struggled again yesterday. Um, bit of a shankopotamus again. Really did struggle, um, especially after how impressive Carlos Waitman has been in the last two games um, prior to, to the Ravens game yesterday. Um, obviously, Presley Harvin is a rookie. Um, I'm not saying that we should get rid of him or cut him by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, Presley, I think, needs to be put under pressure in training camp next year, whether that's Carlos Waitman or another printer, uh, the printer, another punter, even. Um, who knows? But you know, Press needs to face a battle next year and really needs to up his game if he's going to prove himself worthy of playing as punter in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers next season. Um, some key talking points coming out of yesterday's game. Obviously, TJ Watt um, tied the NFL sack record of Michael Strahan to move 22 and a half sacks uh, on the season. Um, people will may say well that was in 17 games he had more games than Strahan no he didn't he did it in 15 games and I think it comes down to 13 gay whole games once you take out the games that he went off injured in um so hopefully as well TJ will get another half sack or sack once the NFL review that play where um, Bozeman and then uh, Tyler Huntley fumbled the ball and TJ smashed into Tyler Huntley to force the fumble and get the turnover for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hopefully um, there will be um, a review of that and he'll be given a sack or at least a half sack so that he gets that record out there on his own. Uh, 23 or uh, 23 or 23 and a half sacks. He certainly deserves it. And, you know, Ben was campaigning hard for TJ yesterday in his post-game conference, uh, mentioning that half sack on a number of occasions. So hopefully the NFL shows some common sense uh, and give him that half sack or sack. Um, you know, you certainly can't rely on the officials on the day. I thought were very, very poor again yesterday, as NFL officials have been 
all season. Um, Terrell Edmonds again yesterday with a fantastic um, interception. Um, I think Terrell has been wrongly, in my opinion, um, talked down about and slaughtered on a number of occasions by fans, called a bust. I think Terrell did a very good job. And obviously, you know, we told Terrell that we weren't picking up his fifth-year option um, going into the end awards, going into next year. But hopefully we can keep and retain Terrell on a team-friendly mm-hmm. deal for 2022. Um, he thought he had a decent game yesterday. Um Again, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Also touching on that, um, I thought that in yesterday's game as well, we had, uh, you know, it was Cam Sutton's key inception in the end zone. You know, that took away points. That took away a touchdown. You know, Baltimore get that. They win the game, probably. You know, obviously, you can't say that. You can't just add seven points on the sale. Well, it would have been... 20 points to 13, 20 points to 16, because game could change in what happened after that. But it was a key moment, a fantastic interception from Cam to deny Baltimore that um, mm-hmm. that, that that touchdown. So a great job from Cam Sutton, and hopefully Cam will continue to mature and to improve going into 2022 and become the player that we know that we all know he's capable of. Uh, I thought Benjamin... To, uh, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger BTR Ben Roethlisberger again um, Glovegate as it's becoming known first half yes it was tipping it down with rain um, but wearing the glove on his throwing hand it looked like Ben couldn't throw yet second half he'd taken the glove off and he came out with an ungloved hand and boy did he play well in that second half a lot better than the first half his throws looked to have more purpose more zip more accuracy um, once the glove had come off. Um, you know, there was throws where he literally threw them into the smallest windows possible. The accuracy was absolutely amazing. There was a couple of passes to Ray Ray where he had about one yard to get the ball into and he did it. Um, you know, Ben Ben is, is, is and always has been quality. Absolute quality. He'll be our first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, and I don't think that we would have if Ben hadn't been our quarterback this year, there is no way we would be going towards the playoffs. No way we would have finished with a, positive, with a winning record um, without having Ben as our leader this year. And certainly, you know, I'm going to miss Big Ben. Um, not having Ben next year scares the bejesus out of me. It really does as to what's going to happen uh, in, in terms of replacing him. You know, please, God, not Mason Rudolph. Please, not Mason. Um, because, you know, Ben, Ben's been the quarterback for 18 years. Since I was 25 years old, all I've known is Ben Roethlisberger as my quarterback. And not having Ben is going to be, is going to be just immense and just a huge difference. And not seeing number seven run out there in the black and gold or in the road whites uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers next season. It's going to be a very, very mm-hmm. odd experience. Um, there's that saying, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And I think we're definitely going to have that shown to us in full Technicolor next year when Ben is not our quarterback. Uh, Chase had a decent game as well. That uh, touchdown over the middle, um, some good receptions, three good runs for 33 yards and a key block on Najee Harris's 14-yard run in overtime to help get us into field goal range. So hopefully um, Chase next season as well will pick up um, where he's seemingly leaving off, keep that maturity process going and get out of this sophomore slump that he's been in this season. Um, 
also, you know, Najee Harris, I think yesterday really did show how vital Najee is to our offense. Um, our offense just looks so much more effective, so much more dangerous when Najee is in the game. Um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, you know, once Najee came out of the game yesterday, the offense seemed to just seem to lack something, lacks a spark, lacks something special. That's the spark and the special thing that Mr. Najee Harris provides. Um, you know, he just, he is. Uh, absolute uh, pain in the backside, absolute headache for opposition defences, both for catching the ball and running the ball. You know, with the greatest respect to whoever is our RB2, RB3, you know, if that's Kalen Ballage, uh, Benny Snell, um, Anthony McFarlane Jr. or someone else next season, you know, Najee is just... He's different class, you know. There is no doubt that we made a fantastic choice in choosing him in the first round um, of the NFL draft. Najee is the main man, uh, and he just makes such a difference, such a difference. And whoever comes in next season is going to be so lucky to have Najee behind them in the backfield. Um, so, in addition to that, obviously, uh, Muth with some nice catches. You know, he made that mistake, that rookie mistake of stepping out of bounds um, and not getting that yard or so for the fourth first down. Uh, and I know that um, the reports coming out of the game yesterday that was Muth was very angry with himself for that. But some receptions like that key key fourteen yard uh, or so reception in the in overtime again grabbed to get the ball and help to move part of that brilliant game-winning drive by Ben Roethlisberger. Another thing we're going to miss next year is Ben's ability to make those game-winning drives. Um, John Elway style, and John Elway is one of Ben's heroes, but John Elway style drives to bring the team back to win games. Um, really going to miss that next year. But no, but Muth again, um, a great game again. Muth, I think, you know, I hope next year we'll use Muth even more. Um, he is a quality tight end, you know, better than Heath Miller, in my opinion. And we're going to be one of the greats in Pittsburgh Steeler history as a tight end. Um, for me, you know, moving on now to the really reflecting on this game, game balls, who deserves the game balls? Well, for me, game ball, have yourself a game ball, Ben Roethlisberger. He's not our quarterback. We don't win yesterday. That's simple as, um, and that's why Ben deserves the game ball. TJ Watt, obviously a game ball. TJ is a game wrecker. He is a wrecking ball. He is a cyclone, a tornado. He rips, he tears. And the thing about TJ is that as a defender, he, he can win a game on his own, you know, a lot of people talk about well, offense are the only ones who can win games. No, TJ is a game changer. You know that whether it's the strip sack against um, Seattle of Geno Smith in overtime, or all the sacks that he brought against uh, against Faker last week. You know, TJ is a game changer. He's a generational talent, um, and so he deserves that game ball, in my opinion. Cam Haywood, another immense performance. He deserves a game ball for me as well. Um, to Edmonds definitely deserves a game ball for a great performance in keeping Mark Andrews quiet and that interception um, who else Pat Freyamuth for some really key grabs some good quality play at tight end and the final game ball for me again I seem to give this guy a game ball every single week win lose or draw the boss the wizard of boss just again absolutely Mr. Reliable Mr. Awesome the main man for me um, kicking the ball so well done Buzz. so now we move into now what is postseason play we are now in the playoffs yes playoffs guys playoffs it's the playoffs didn't look like we were going to get there at some points thank you to the jacksonville jaguars for beating the indianapolis colts um so now we are in chiefs week um 
looking forward to the Chiefs game uh, on Sunday, a chance for revenge against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, we lost last time we played the Chiefs at Arrowhead, 36 points to 10. Um, and I really hope that we can improve on our performance next week. You know, like I said, who knows what's going to happen now. Sometimes that team you lose to in the regular season is a team you can come back and haunt and beat in the playoffs. And let's hope that's the case this time against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, record-wise, we do lead at these series against the Chiefs 23 to 13 um, 23 Steelers wins the 13 Chiefs wins um, but I'll bring obviously more information on the KC game this week in other following podcasts um, so let's tie this up guys what a game what a final regular season game for Ben um, heart, heart, heart attacks yep absolutely but it wouldn't be a Steelers game without those heart attacks would it so thank you for listening thank you uh, for the support on all my media platforms whether it be on instagram facebook twitter or here on the um, podcast side of the game i hope you've enjoyed the podcast please feel free to uh, interact hit me up on twitter on instagram or facebook or drop me an email at my gmail odpukstealernation78 at gmail.com uh, if you've got any questions or comments i'm here for you um Thank you again for listening. Let's finish this as we always do with Here We Go Steelers.